Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. TPV Radio, Central Texas. This is God's Journey Child, Theodore Chestnut, and you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with me, family. Let's go. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let us go. What's good, radio family? The Psalmist Voice Radio Network has an all-star lineup just for you. Just pick your flavor. Starting with, on Sundays, the Summer's Voice Reloaded at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, followed by Satellite with Michael Ceballos at 4.30 p.m. Mondays, The Grub at 12 noon, Darcy Patterson, the reality coach, at 6 p.m. Tuesdays, Victory Over the Weights of Life with Sister Deanne Labreen at 6 p.m. Fridays, Real Talk with Pastor Byron Sago at 4 p.m. Saturdays is our triple hitter, and it starts off with Saturdays for Beth with Sister Lorraine Brown, followed by Brother Now Presents with Pastor Gene Homer at 4 p.m. and Lota Bar Nation with Sandra Grace at 7 p.m. The Psalmist was presented by appointment only. Coming soon, TPV Radio's open mic open to all pastors, preachers, and artists, and we're going to get it in to be announced. You can also catch us on Live 365, 24-7. Just search the Thomas Voice Radio Network, and you're in there. Walk with us, family. Let's go. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of the coronavirus. Wash your hands. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Cover your cough or sneeze. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects. And remember, you're safer at home. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by Live 365 in this station. At Majal's Products, we care for a better you with our handmade natural ingredients to give you healthier skin, body, and stronger hair. Like our face, foot, hair, and body care products. To order yours today, please visit our website at www.majalsproducts.com or on Facebook at Majal's Products. Get yours today and get your faster results without breaking the bank. You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. You're listening to Victory Over the Weights of Life. Over the Weights of War. With Sis Diane LeBrand. Right now on TPV Radio. This is Victory Over the Weight of Life with Sister Diane LeBrand. Welcome, 
welcome, welcome. Good evening, everybody. How are you? It is that time of the week again. Welcome to Victory Over the Weights of Life. I am yours truly, Diane Lubrand. Thank you so much for being here. It is time for you to call a friend. It is time for you to call a family member. Let them know I am on. I just want to say thank you and welcome to everyone around the world. If you are listening to me in here in the U.S., thank you. In the Caribbean islands, thank you. South America, muchas gracias. Up in Canada, in the U.K., I just want to thank you guys so much for being here with me. Go ahead, share, call, tell somebody. Come on, it's time Send the link to them. If you're listening, you can reach us at tpvradionetwork.com. That is tpvradionetwork.com. And don't forget, as you come in, if you want to speak to us, you want to say something on your mind, if you are in need of prayer, praise God, you can call 515-605-9873. Call us 515-605-9873. Praise God. I want you guys to be ready. But before we do anything, we must, we need, we got to, because we can't do anything without him. So we have to invite the Lord into our midst. Praise God. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you today, Lord. We want to thank you for another blessed day, Father, for today is the day that the Lord has made. And, Lord, we will rejoice and we will be glad in it. Father, we want to thank you because you're good, God. We want to thank you because you are our shepherd and you lead us in the path of righteousness for your name's sake. So, Father, this evening we ask that you bless this show. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that you throw out the net, God, and draw in as many as you would like. Everyone, oh God, that needs to hear the word that proceeds out of your mouth tonight. Father, I pray that you draw them in. Father, reveal who you are to them. Reveal your love to them, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray, oh God, for this radio nation, oh God, I pray that you bless uh, the the Newtons, God, Brother Chris, Sister Shanice, God, I pray that you bless them. God, I thank you for them. Lord, I ask that you encourage their hearts. God, I pray that you let them know, oh God, they may not see in the natural what they're doing, but God, give them a vision, oh God, to see how what you have called them to do is rich in the world and rich in souls, oh God, that by some other means would have been lost. So, Father, I thank you for them. I thank you for this opportunity. Everyone listening, Father, you know what they're going through. You know their needs, Father. We pray right now, and we agree together as we say in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. How is everybody doing? It is July 21st, 2020. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? It is now 6.07 p.m. in Dallas, Texas. It is July 21st. That, that, that tells me my birthday is five months away. Five months away, and, and, and oh, yeah, I'll be celebrating the big one. I give glory to God already in advance because we serve a good God. I wasn't on last week, so I hope you guys enjoyed Brother Chris and his artist last week. Amen. Brother Chris, thank you so much. I appreciate you. So tonight, 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 I want to come and I want to just encourage you. I want to talk to you like we were sitting at the kitchen table, uh, whether you want it to be some Kool-Aid or coffee. The choice is yours. But I want us to sit and talk, and I want to encourage you. And the, the, the scripture I want to encourage you tonight with is 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. Amen. I want to encourage you because right now the spirit of fear is running rampant. And the Bible tells us, for he has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Amen. Everywhere you look, everywhere you go, I don't know what state or what country you're listening to, but most of the states here in the United States, I know down here, of course, for Texas, every building you enter, you cannot go in without a mask. There are people who have not left their homes since the 
uh, pandemic back in March. There are people who are scared out of their minds to even step out on the patio. And let me preface this by saying I am in no way, no way at all is telling you that this coronavirus is not a real thing. But what I want you to know, there is a name higher than coronavirus, and that name is Jesus. Amen. I am not telling you to to not be careful, but I am telling you where the name of Jesus is, corona can't stay. Amen. Because corona may have a crown, but he still got to bow down to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So be careful out there. Make sure you take care of yourself. Those of us who have elderly parents who are borderline, you know, with the blood pressure and the diabetes and, you know what I'm saying, be careful out there. Don't just go out there all willy-nilly. But I just want to say to you, don't be afraid. Jesus said unto us, fret not. He said, for lo, I am with you always. When he was leaving the disciples, he said to them, I am with you always, even unto the end of the ages. The only time somebody would be or needs to be afraid in this day and time, it is if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord right now, this should be a really, really scary time. I was listening to the book of Revelation, and every time I listen to the book of Revelation, Sister Diane does repent. <laughs> you hear me? Because if you if you don't think that someday this world as we know it is going to come to an end, you have not read the book of Revelation. If you read Revelation and you listen to the news right now or you go on whoever website and read the news, it's like the news is following in the footsteps of Revelation. Amen? And before I used to think Revelation was just such a scary book, and I told my sister, and she was like, whoo, Revelation, everybody's scared of Revelation but I thank God for revelation because revelation will cause us to get our lives together. When you begin to hear the things that are going to take place, when you hear how dark this world is going to be after the rapture, you do not want to be here. The only time I will tell you to be afraid and be very, very afraid, that is if your name is not written in the Lamb's book of life because it is appointed unto man once to die and then the judgment. And I know some people say, oh, you know, once I die, I'm going to come back reincarnated. I'm going to be a butterfly, a tree, or whatever, whatever. The Bible speaks of no reincarnation. I'm very, very sorry to drop this bomb on you. But there is no such thing as reincarnation. The Bible tells us we're going to spend eternity either in outer darkness or in heaven with Christ Jesus. So I want you to not be afraid, not of just what's going on here right now, but don't be afraid of what's coming. And the only way your fears can be diminished. The only way you can stand still and say, I'm not afraid, is when you know that you are grounded and rooted in Christ Jesus. If you are not in that place, if you do not have a relationship with Jesus, right now I would say get your stuff together right now because we don't know what's coming tomorrow. We don't know what's coming next week. Amen. We we make plans for tomorrow, and that's a good thing. We make plans for tomorrow. Amen. We make plans for next week, and that's a good thing. Because you don't want you don't just want the day to come upon you and you just sit in there uh doing nothing, being idle. Because the Bible warns us also about having idle hands. And I'm telling you, I watched some videos on on Facebook and and Oh, Jesus, the world every day, more and more, the world is losing hope. 
and you can see it by the action of people and you can see it and you can hear it by the words that people say to each other so he has not given us the spirit of fear that tells me right there fear is a spirit and any spirit that is not of God because the only spirit that is of God is Holy Spirit. So any spirit that is not of him, any spirit that is not, you're not, you're not operating the spirit of love, you're not operating the spirit of, of being grateful, of, of being having gratitude, you're not operating in the spirit where you, where you forgive, where you release, where you let go, you're not operating in any of the fruits of the spirit. Let's say like that, that's how the Bible says. You're not operating any fruits of the spirit. Amen. I would say to you, you need to get on your knees because fear, the Bible tells us, it comes with turmoil. Fear will taunt you. Fear will put you in a place where you are paralyzed. The devil knows how to use fear, put you in a place where you don't even know your last name. There are some people who are in so much fear, they cannot leave their homes. And I witnessed that for myself, I remember when I was married, my my uh, ex-mother-in-law, apparently she'd done some things that wasn't too kosher. And uh, I remember they said she was diagnosed with uh, schizophrenia, whatever, whatever. And I remember she was saying she would hear voices in the house. But even though she would hear voices in the house, she would not want to leave the house. See, what, see how the devil have you? So he wants you in a place where you've been tormented. She's in the house. She's hearing voices. You, she's been tormented. But the minute she leaves the house, she is uneasy. So the devil had her bound and fearful in the same place. So she had no rest and no peace. And that's what the devil is, especially in this time. We know beyond a shadow of a doubt that the blood of Jesus is more than capable to destroy the coronavirus. But they're telling you there's no way out. There's no way out. You you either get sick, you go to the hospital, get on a ventilator, and by God's grace, oh God, if you have any kind of underlining uh, ailments or whatever, it's great, 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 great majority that you're not going to make it out. And when you hear stuff like that, don't you know that will cause your blood pressure to go up? Because when you hear that, the stress it will bring. There are people who have not who have not worked since March. There are some people who still have not gotten any of their uh their unemployment uh a benefit. And people are in a place and people are afraid. People are trying to figure out I have not paid my mortgage. In three months, how am I going to make up these three months when I'm not working? And people, how am I going to feed my kids? And how am I going to do all these things? Because I don't know if some of you saw that story in early March, April, that lady in, I think, McKinney, Texas, Plano, Texas, somewhere in that area where she had a salon. And she opened her salon. And when she went to court, that's what she told the judge. She said, my kids are hungry. Because people can't go out, people can't work. And if you don't work, you don't have money. Because a lot of people, that little money, whatever we got, we put it towards something, put it towards more food. But then again, the food ran out. Because you have to eat. You can't stay starving, especially if you have kids. So the devil has brought massive, massive fear, not just on America but on the entire world, and people are basically living on borrowed time from the enemy. And I, I have to say, I thank God because he has never allowed me to be afraid. I was working before, and I was saying that in my mind to the Lord this morning. Once I got sick back in 2007, 2008, okay, Right before, again, the election, <laughs> wink, wink, hint, hint, there was an outbreak of the West Nine, amen, and a mosquito just bit me on the forearm, didn't pay no attention to it, you know, thought it was just the cold, you know, went to the doctor, got misdiagnosed, everything. Next thing I know, they say, oh, you're losing your sight. 
I was like, what? I've been taking care of myself as long as I know I'm a single mom trying to take care of what I'm trying to take care of mine, do what I got to do. You know what I'm saying? And then all of a sudden you telling me I can't work? So who's going to take care of me? The government? How is the government going to take care of me? Oh, you get one check a month. How do I go from getting two checks a month? And then I go to get in one check a month, and the one check that they give me is not the equivalent of the two checks I was getting. It's the equivalent of the one of the one of the checks that I was getting per month. Did fear come into my heart? Was I in a place of stress? Was I in a place of like, Lord, what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? I was, but then this morning I laid there, and you know sometimes you minding your business. I was watching Christian television. You know, sometimes the Lord will just drop little reminders in you. And he'll just say to you, remember this, remember that. And he brought back to, and I say, Lord, I have more peace now, making less money, not being able to drive and do the things I used to do. I have more peace now than when I had the big house and working. Because this taught me a lesson. My joy my happiness, my peace, knowing that God is the one who's providing for me, I no longer have to worry about that. So I don't have to stress myself. So I just say, Lord, you, you've been taking care of me almost 50 years. Keep taking care of me. Amen. But there are some people who have not walked with the Lord, or there are some people who are just coming in in a relationship with Christ Jesus, and they don't know that we walk by faith and not by sight. And if you look at the world right now, you will remain in a place of fear, not allowing 1 Timothy 1.7 to be manifested in your life. You have to be able to bank on God's word because his word shall not return unto him void. He told us to put him in remembrance of your word. So when fear comes, you say, okay, Lord, you told me you didn't give me the spirit of fear, and I feel fear coming. So what's going on? And usually when we get out and we get into the place of fear, the majority of the time is we took our eyes off the Lord and we placed it on the problem or the situation just like Peter did. Jesus told Peter, come. He saw, Peter saw Jesus walking on the water. Peter said, Lord, if it is you, bid me to come. Jesus said, come. Peter started walking. He was doing well. And the Bible tells us until he took his eye off of Jesus, he noticed the winds were blowing. He noticed the waves were getting a little rougher in the water. He noticed things was not as calm as it was when he first stepped. And the Bible said he began to sink. His faith started wavering. Just taking our eyes off Jesus for a little while will cause us to start to sink. And that's what the enemy wants because he wants to find a door to infiltrate our lives, to put fear in our lives so then he can say, where is your God? What kind of God is this? I thought he said he'd always be with you. Where he's at, you're sinking. When you was in the boat, you was all right. <laughs> But you stepped out and now you want to serve this Christ Jesus. You want to serve this 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 Messiah that's supposed to be this supposed to be Son of God. Where is your God now? Where is He now? And every time I think of that, for those of you who've who've seen the Passion of the Christ, I don't know if you remember that scene. If you've never seen the Passion of the Christ, you know. We, we we don't advertise, but for your soul's sake, I tell you, go go take a look at that because it will give you a little something to put haste in you. But when Jesus was on the cross, they showed like the devil walking in the midst. Remember, it was that bald, I don't know if it was a man or a woman, okay? But that thing passed by bald-headed and he just kind of walked and just kind of looked at Jesus. And he was like, mm, I thought you were, you were, I thought you were the son of God. And the devil really thought he won. <laughs> but he didn't know the fight was fixed. And I'm here to say to you, Lord, the Lord is saying to you, he has not given you 
the spirit of fear. The fight has been fixed. It doesn't matter what the enemy is trying to do. It doesn't matter how he try to come and rattle you. It doesn't matter how he come and try to make you think twice. Your God is true. The Bible said, let every man be a liar and let our God be true. He, the Lord gave the disciples a lesson and he told them, the devil is not just a liar. He is the father of it. So he know how to make things look really, really good. Amen. He will take stones and he will make it look like bread until you bite it and you crack all your teeth. Then you realize it was a stone the whole while. But that's what the devil do. His whole plan, remember this, his whole plan is to take as many of us to hell with him because the devil don't care about nobody. I have come to learn the devil is the most narcissistic being that ever walked on the face of the earth. He is a perfect narcissist. And he will use manipulation and he will use lies and he will use the media and he will use somebody just come next to you. (coughs) Then you go home, you sneeze. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You freaking out. Why? Because that's what he wants us to think. Don't you know we can call sicknesses on us? We can call sicknesses. We can call diseases on us. We can call things that God never intended to knock on the doors of our homes, of our bodies, and we can invite these things in. How do we do that? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. We speak things. And we bring it into manifestation. So if we speak things and we can bring it into manifestation, does that only apply for good or just for evil? So if I can speak and I can say, oh, Lord, I'm sick, I got a headache, and I got a headache, shouldn't I be able to say the same thing? Headache, you're gone, I bind you, I rebuke you in Jesus' name, go. I don't have a headache. My body is healthy. I am whole. As Jesus is, so am I in this world. He was wounded for my transgression. Can I not speak to my body and, 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 and say to my body and say to my mind, be at peace, be at rest with the Lord? See, but the devil won't do that because that's truth. Our, the word of our God is truth. We can bank on his word. So the devil will never come to you and give you full truth. He'll give you a little something, something. Just like he did to Adam and Eve in the garden. Did the Lord say, did he really say that? I mean, did he say y'all could eat, y'all don't even look at it? Did he really say that? You can't touch it, you can't eat it, nothing. And just like that, doubt came in. Doubt came in. And what? Eve took of it and she gave it to Adam, and our world fell. We fell into sin and degradation. Amen. And now there are all kinds of sicknesses and disease, and because Adam committed high treason, he handed his authority over to the enemy. Now the enemy is the God of this world. So do you really think he don't know how to press us to make us think our God who is not of this world is not real? Amen. So the devil, he wants to bring fear. Don't let him bring fear to you. The Lord has not given us. He did not give it. So if you have fear, you went and find it yourself. You allow it to come yourself. You received it. Because if he did not give it to you, you shouldn't have it. You shouldn't have it. If I don't give you the keys to my house, you should not have my keys and open my door, and come up in here. Click, click. (laughs) Some things might pop off. And guess what? I will not be arrested because you came here illegally. So don't let the enemy come into your mind. Shut him down. 2 Corinthians 10.4, shut him down. Quick, fast, and in a hurry. That's why Jesus tells, that's why Paul tells us we have to get dressed every day so we can withstand the wiles of the devil. We can stand against all of his tactics because that fear when if you're not dressed, if you're not properly dressed, he's gonna, you're going to miss it. 
But if you are on the plumb line, praise God, if you are watching, he cannot just come in. Don't accept nothing from the devil. Nothing. If God did not give it to you, I don't want it. Because the devil will never give you anything that's good for you. Or he, again, will disguise it to make it look good for you. But he's never going to give you anything that is good for you. So first he says, he has not given us the spirit of fear. But he's given us, the, he has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power. 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 We have power when we come in Christ. When we turn our backs from sin. When we come and we repent and we say, Lord, I renounce the world. I will no longer serve the world. I will no longer be the slave to the world. So, Father, I'm coming to you, and I repent. Repenting is not just saying, I repent, and then we still live a funky life. If God is good, he's gracious, he's merciful, he's a wonderful God. He loves us to the point where he allowed his perfect son, Christ Jesus, to die a horrible, murderous death for us. Amen. When we repent, repent means to turn away, turn around. The things we used to do, we no longer do it. Now, now, let me say this because I know this is true. And I've heard other people give their uh, testimonies in regards to that. Some people come to God, and they come with different addictions, some from alcohol, cigarettes, drugs, pornography, cussing, lying, stealing, you know, just whoremongers, whatever. Some people will come to God, and they will repent, and some things God will automatically deliver them from. The church I used to go to back in Garland, there was a husband and wife, and uh, they told me the both of them, they would do the drugs. She, she told me they had been doing drugs for so long that it became a habit. They just, she's like, I won't even get high. We weren't even getting high anymore. They just do it so they won't get sick. And she said both her and her husband, when they came to Jesus, it's like he just wiped their mouths clean. They never had another appetite for no kind of drugs, for cigarettes, for alcohol, for nothing. Now, there are some people, you may, get, you may come and he may deliver you from some things, but God, I believe, will always put us in a place, and that place is on the potter's wheel. Because there's no way you're going to come right out the world and come and you're going to be this great vessel of honor. Amen? So they have, there's work. That's going to need to be done. And one of the things that we're going to need to do, and we cannot do it on our own, we have to ask the Lord, Lord, this is the thing, God, that I struggle with. And I heard somebody said that, this, and I never thought of that. And I said, wow, that really is true. The man of God said, David was successful in every, every area of his life that he told God about, except his sexual life, and that's where he fell. So when we decide to give our lives to Christ so we can have that power, we cannot come in straddling the fence, amen, because Holy Spirit, he's not going to live in a vessel that's half clean and half dirty. It ain't going to happen. That's like being half dead or half pregnant. You either is or you is not. <laughs> Amen. So the only way for us to get that power, we have, see, we, we, Lord, I didn't want to go there, but thank you, God. See, we are saved by grace, the Bible tells us. He tells us in Ephesians, it's a gift. We, we can't work for, for that gift of grace. But in where we cannot work for that gift, that does not mean we live a sloppy life. Amen. If we say we serve God, there should be a difference between our lives now and our lives prior. Now, like I said, we're not all we're not just gonna do a one eighty, you give your life today, tomorrow. Some people will tell you that. 
You know, they give their lives today. By next week, they want to be the senior pastor of the church because they think they know more than pastor who's been there 25, 30, 40, 50 years. Amen? But in order to get power, that means you have to submit. Jesus didn't, now that Jesus has all power, he said now he has all power in his right hand. Don't you know Jesus had to submit? If Jesus had not submit to what God the Father sent him to do, we might not, we wouldn't even be here. We wouldn't even be here because that means Jesus would have been operating in the same spirit of pride that the devil is in. So our way to get power, we need to be humble, and some people don't like to humble themselves. We need to be meek. Some people don't want to be meek. Some people want to have the last word. I don't care what it is. Some people will destroy their marriage because they want to have the last word. Some people will destroy their children because they want to have the last word. Some people will lose their jobs because they want to have the last word. Sometimes you just need to shut up and say, you know what? (laughs) It's okay. You were right. You were right. My bad. My bad. You want to be right? Go on ahead and be right. Go ahead. Because when when we fight our own battles, this is me. I believe God just sits back. But I believe when we make up in our minds and we say, Lord, as hard as it is to be meek sometimes, because, Lord, you know that mouth you gave to me. Lord, I'm going to try. But you know it ain't going to happen unless you do it. So I give you my mouth. And sometimes you have to grind your teeth and say, Lord, I'm not going to talk back, walk away. People who come who hurt you, backstab you, people you help, turn turn around, they backstab you, they lie on you, they tear down your name, they attack your integrity, your character. They do all manner of evil to you. In order to have that power, you have to forgive them. You have to release them. You have to let them go because if you don't, that is a door that we keep open that Satan can enter in and out of our lives. And we don't want to give that sucker no access because you give him an inch, you better believe he'll take a mile. Don't let him give you no instructions while you're driving. Next thing you know, you're going to be thumbing on the side of the road. He's going to take your car. Amen. So we give no place to the enemy. Amen. So some people, I watch, like I say, I watch some prophets on Facebook. I watch prophets on Periscope. I watch pastors. I watch bishops. I watch oodles of people. And I just have a question. I, I just have this one question, and I guess I can go on with the with, with what I'm doing. Can somebody please show it to me in the Bible, if you know it, where the Lord said to get a prophecy, you got to pay? Can 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 somebody can? And now we're not talking about reaping. I mean sowing. We're not we're not talking about that. Can you can you please tell me if I'm in a place? And I called Brother Chris. I said, Brother Chris, um, I'm hurting, and right now I can't even pray because the Bible tells us we are to help one another. Pray one for another. Love your neighbor as yourself. And I said, I'm in a place right now. I just can't do it. Is it lawful? Please show me. If anybody can find it in the Bible, send it to me. Amen? Where it says that, Brother Chris can bill me for him praying for me. Because I remember I remember Jesus praying for Peter. I remember Jesus told Peter he he already prayed to the Lord because the devil wants to sift him out as wheat, but he already prayed. I don't remember one time Jesus asked him <laughs> Like I said, if I am wrong, I'm wrong. I will apologize. Why am I talking about that? Because we're talking about power. How can you rob God's people and say you have power? How can you use God's word to manipulate people and say you got power? When the Bible says manipulation is as the sin of witchcraft. So is it possible 
The reason why our church has no power because we got a bunch of witches in the pulpit? Could it be possible? Could it be possible that we have no power because our leader has no prayer life? Could it be possible that our leader <laughs> is a perpetrator fraud? Could it be possible behind closed doors at home? He's a liar. He's abusing his wife and kids. Is, is it possible? Can it be possible we don't have no power in the church? That's why we're scared of corona. We're scared of a fever. We're scared of a cough because we have no power. Because on the outside, we live a life pleasing unto men. But behind closed doors, we're demons on the phone, lying, fraudulent. I know of people who will use their credit cards and then will call the credit card company or the bank and say to them, oh, it looked like somebody stole my card. And they place this and this charge on there. And the bank turns around and gives them the money. Can it be possible? That's why we have no power. Can it be possible? That's why the devil knocks our head off. Can it be possible that fear comes in because we are these major hypocrites that Jesus called the scribes and the Pharisees? You see, I love this radio station, and I, I I love Brother Chris, and I just love Sister Shanice to pieces because they give us an opportunity on this radio station. He said it is the most controversial, and I like that because the church is afraid. See, nowadays, we don't preach the blood of Jesus. Nowadays, we don't preach heaven or hell. Nowadays, we don't preach adultery and fornication. Nowadays, we don't preach. We preach, hold your head up. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Wait until you see your haters. Because don't forget, the Lord has promised us that he will prepare a table before us in the presence of your enemies. And yes, that is true. But can I tell you something? There are a whole lot of people, amen, there are a whole lot of people that will go to hell, quoting Psalms 23. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Amen. 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 (laughs) Amen. So, power. We need our power. He has not given us the spirit of fear. But of power. To have power, we got to stay clean. To have power, we got to live a life that is pleasing unto God. In order for us to have power, we have to turn our plates away. In order to have power, we have to say no to some things. (laughs) We have to say no to family, to friends, to children, because Your walk with God, my walk with God, this is the only time I'm going to tell you to be selfish. Don't put nobody before your relationship with the Lord. And try to tell others your main relationship, your first ministry. See, so often we want ministry, want to be in the pulpit, want to be in the pulpit, want to be in the pulpit. You can minister and never be in the pulpit. Never be in the pulpit. When the Lord called us in, he didn't call all of us to preach in the pulpit because the whole wide world is out there. Somebody needs to be on the radio. Somebody needs to be on television. Somebody needs to be on a podcast. Somebody needs to be somewhere to say something. Amen? So he has not given us the spirit of fear, but the power of love. Love, love, love. How many of us, how many of us love our neighbors as ourselves? 
Anybody? <laughs> How many of us love our neighbors as ourselves? What does... <laughs> I know, right? What does it truly mean? That's 15 minutes, y'all. What does it truly mean to love our neighbors as ourselves? Now, I'm from a different part of the world. The way I think, we will never think the same. To love my neighbor as myself, that's going to be hard if I try to do it in me. The only way that part of the scripture can be fulfilled in our lives is we have to have Jesus. Because Jesus, when that, that young man, he, he had that young attorney, young lawyer, he asked Jesus. He asked Jesus when Jesus told him, you know, he wanted to know what does he need to do to, to have eternal life. Thank you, Holy Ghost. And Jesus broke it down and Jesus told him, you got to obey your mama. You got to do this. You got to do that. He said, Lord, all these things, he said, I've kept from a youth. I've kept from a youth. Jesus told him, <laughs> go your way and soil and sell what you had. The Bible said he walked away sad. Had he loved his neighbor as himself, that wouldn't be a problem. Because you want you to be healthy. You want you to have the joy of the Lord. You want you to be happy. You want the best for your children. The way you want stuff for you, that is the way you have to want stuff for others. Now, let me ask you one more again. That person you loaned $20 to two months ago, they ain't paid you back. They ain't called you yet. How you feel about them right now? Would you love your neighbor as yourself? Would you go ahead and give them any more money? Because I guarantee you, many, many people have said, man, I never borrow such and such money again. I don't care. She could be hungry. He could be thirsty. I never borrow them any money again. Is that the love? There's no love. But fear, perfect love. Cast it out all fear. What is perfect love? Perfect love is the agape of God, the agape love. Perfect, perfect love means you can hurt me. Now, you ask me for forgiveness, I forgive you. Then again, if you never ask me for forgiveness, I still forgive you. I'll still pray for you. Your child is in trouble. I will pray just as earnestly for your child to be saved like I would pray for mine. That means if I have to fast for mine because I love you and I love your child the same, I would be willing to push away my plate so your child would be saved and not die and go to hell. This was the hardest lesson God ever taught me. And if I may be very, 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 very honest, every so often I have to take a refresher course. Because the enemy, he would bring stuff back to your mind. Remember? You remember? You remember? And the minute you sit on these thoughts, the more you think it's going to take you from Monday then it's going to take you to Tuesday to what they did the next time. And next thing you know, if we are not paying attention, the enemy will have us right back in a place of anger. And where you find anger, hate is not too far behind. Being vexed is not too far behind. Unforgiveness is not too far behind. Resentment is not too far behind. And don't forget the parable that Jesus told him about when somebody gets delivered, when the house 
have been swept clean. He tells us that spirit, he goes out into the dry places, and he walks up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. And then he says, you know what? That house I just left, I'm going to go back over there and see if it's still clean, if it's garnished. Did anybody move in? If nobody moved in, I just make myself at home again. The Bible tells us when there's nothing in there to occupy what was expelled out of there, he goes, he gets seven spirits, more wicked, more wicked than him. And now the state of that man is worse than what it was. When these things come back in you, now we know beyond a shadow of a doubt we ain't going to have no power and there's absolutely going to be fear because now we have seven other spirits inside us plus what we had. So now we have eight. The Lord has not given us the spirit of fear. Even in this corona season, even in this season where people are not working, even like like so many of us, we have children who are out there, children who are tatted up, children who are smoking, children who are drinking, children who are promiscuous, children on drugs, children hooked on pornography, children selling the drugs. The Lord is still saying to us, he has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. And I came to learn where there is no fear, and when I have power, <laughs> then my mind becomes, becomes sound. Finally, my brethren, I have no fear. <laughs> Fret not, little children. Now I can live in those words. I don't have to be afraid. You know why? Because I've already gone to the Lord, and I put him in remembrance of his word. I reminded him of what he told me. I said, Lord, them kids not mine. They're a gift to me. They belong to you. You didn't just die for me. You died for them too. You don't want to see me lost. You don't want to see them lost either. So, Lord. I give them back to you. I give them back to you. They're not my problem. They're not my issue. They're not my worries. Because if I allow the enemy to put me in a place where I am stressed out and worried about my children, all of a sudden, my sound mind is gone. That's why so many people, you guys can't sleep at night. You don't have a sound mind. You up 2, 3 in the morning. You don't have a sound mind. Have to take sleeping pills. You don't have a sound mind. There are people, You some people might be saying, man, if only I had the money to do this, that, and the other, man, I'd be cool. It's because of lack of money, I'm up. It's because of this, that, I'm up. Don't you know there are people who have millions, billions, maybe even trillions, have no peace, have no rest? But we, who knows that our name have been written in the Lamb's book of life. We have a sound mind because we know, like my daddy used to say, we are pilgrim in this land. This is not our home. We're just passing through. And as you look at the time, you can tell Jesus is closer than ever before. If you look at, you can feel it in the air. Phil Collins had a song that said, I can feel something in the air. If you are in the spirit, if you are a believer, I believe there are even some people in the world that can feel there's something about to happen, but they don't know what because they're not connected. They don't have that power. They're not connected to Jesus. We don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be frightful because he lives. We can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because we know he holds the future. And his blood, it's made us whole. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we want to thank you. Lord, we give you thanks and praise. Lord, we give you the glory and the honor. 
God, that is due unto your name. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray right now, Father, for everyone who is listening right now. And I pray for all who will listen, whether it be on the podcast, whether it be on Facebook, on Twitter, TikTok, wherever they are listening, Father. Father, I pray today is that appointed time on the calendar of heaven that you meet the you meet with your people. Let them know, Father, besides you, there is no life. Because Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. And no man cometh unto you, Father, except through Jesus. If you don't know Jesus, if you would like to know him, if you would like to give your life to him, you don't have to bring him no money. You don't have to bring no sacrifice. All you do is say, Lord Jesus, I come to you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you forgive me of my sin. Lord, I repent. I turn away. I renounce the world. I say no to the world and the life that I used to live. And, Father, I ask now that you wash me in the blood of Jesus. You cleanse me from all sin, all unrighteousness. Remove all iniquity. Remove all transgressions and trespasses. Wash me in the blood of Jesus and make me whiter than snow. Today, Father, I make you my Lord and Savior. Holy Spirit, come on the inside. Fill me with that power that woman spoke of so that I can walk a life that is pleasing unto you in the name of Jesus. I believe if you said this prayer right now, you are saved. Right now, the angels in heaven right now are having a party on your behalf. Your name has just been written in the Lamb's book of life. The Bible tells us if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All the old things have been washed away. Behold, all things have become brand new. I pray today you heard the word of the Lord. And I pray today that you have made this decision because today if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. If you accepted the Lord, call us and let us know. You can go to tpvradionetwork.com and you can send Brother Chris an email. Let him know you received Christ Jesus. While you are there at tpvradionetwork.com, look for me. Diane Lubrin, Victory Over the Weights of Life. Give my page the thumbs up. <laughs> Please follow me. So every Tuesday when I come on, you will get a notification. Next Tuesday, I think, is the last Tuesday of July. Praise God. The first Tuesday of August is uh, Domestic Violence Tuesday. We, it's all things domestic violence, the first Tuesday of every month. I'm praying that the Lord will send us another dynamic speaker to, to just share their testimonies with you, just in case you are a victim of abuse or you know of someone who is a victim of abuse, praise God. So I pray that you will be with us. Brother Chris, Sister Shanice, I love you guys so much. I thank you so much for this opportunity that you have given to me that, so that the Lord can use me in the manner that he wants to use me. I love you guys. I thank you guys so very much. Ladies and gentlemen, until we meet again next Tuesday, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on this station, on this dial. <laughs> we will meet again until we meet again. One love, y'all. It is the perfect love. It's the agape love of God. So walk with me, family. Let's go. Good night, everybody. All I require for life, all I require for life, God has given me, and I know who I am. We are a chosen generation. We are a chosen generation. Come on to show you better All I require, all I require for life, God has given me, and I know
Radio, Central Texas. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.